Wondershare Video Converter Ultimate makes life easier by providing you with a variety of video tools. Welcome back to Beers Up Sports Talk. Sebo in the house, Debo in the house. Episode 18. 18. Back at it. A bunch of things we got to cover today. But as always, before we get started, Debo, what are you drinking? I'm looking forward to tonight's episode, but I'm drinking on the Newport Craft Brewing Company Storm Amber Ale. It's, again, part of the Beer of the Month Club that the in-laws got me, and it's just probably going to finish it up tonight. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. And I have a standing ovation. I'm back on my bullshit with Progression Brewery. That ain't I bullshit. I double IPA. It is thick. It is dark. And it is oh, delicious. It looks beautiful. It, it looks and tastes beautiful. Let me tell you right that. All right, let's get right into it. Quick hitter. Mm. July 10th, the NHL opens training camp. Are we excited? Are we not excited? Why isn't it happening now? What are we waiting for? Right. I mean, I saw uh, Marshawn and I can't remember who the other player was in their, uh, their practice sweaters the other day. I think they're on the ice because I think they could go to facilities and mm -hmm. start working out mm -hmm. as, um, you know, by themselves or with right. another player. Right. But, you know, the team can actually get together on the 10th. So I was excited the other day when I saw just – they're they're going yeah no and, and the rea and the reality is you're right the facilities are open they get a month to get themselves together they'll have two weeks of training camp and then it'll pretty much be go time and then we'll we'll have playoffs we'll have yeah. awesome 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 playoffs absolutely starting Great. today though today, La Liga, your favorite league your 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 thursday if you're listening to it on friday or any other true day. true true semantics kid but it started today all right. This is your favorite league. This is your favorite sport. Tell me what you think about La Liga kicking off today, D. Well, I mean, it's probably my favorite league because it's the only one I've really watched. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've spent some we spent some times at uh Solancha drinking mm -hmm. some beers and mm -hmm. watching this league. So and I think we this and the Champions League, right? You mm -hmm. have to I feel yeah, like you're kind of ducking the question, but that's okay. I am. I that's mean, all right. Soccer. All right. So let's let's no, go. No, over. No, so no, no. I'm oh, not no, you ready? The question. I want to tell a story. I just figured it was. We've had some fun, and you know, soccer obviously not my favorite, but it's sports. And you know, they played today. There was a uh, there was a match. Sevilla beat Real Betis two nothing. Ocampos and Fernando scored. Gotta love it. From what I hear, Ocampos had a great game. So. What do you think of that? I think what you just said is fantastic. I am happy that soccer is back. I'm happy that I'm going to be able to turn on my TV and watch all of this this weekend. Um, but they're this going weekend, for it. There's, there's two more matches tomorrow. Well, then I'm going to watch it tomorrow. 1.30, 1.30 p.m. and then 4. So I'm not going to sit here and try to pronounce these team names. That's okay. Just tune in, matches. folks. Tune in. Yes. And bet on them. Get back to sports betting. But here's the deal. So they're going for it. 11 matches in 43 days. 72 hours max in between games. Um, they get the five subs. It's it's typically three, but they pushed it to five, which is great. But like you're still you're still stretching folks out because you know you're still asking people to play a lot of minutes. And the only other thing that I read is that they're they've had to kind of move the games to a later time in the day because of because it's summer in Spain. Yeah. And because it's so hot, um, games are having to start a lot later. So just a lot of adjustment for these players. Again, like most of the soccer I've watched so far, it's probably going to be pretty rough around the edges. 
I think I, I, I feel the same way about the sports that are about to kick off in, in, in America, but you know what? Sports are back and we can't be upset about that. Um, I don't know. PGA Tour started today. Charles Schwab. Challenge. Well, actually, tomorrow, to, yesterday, if you're. Oh, yeah, you're, you're right. You know, if, if you want to pick, yeah, no, pick you, your nits here. You should definitely call me out on that. So, PGA Tour started Thursday. Cheers and th- to that. I'll tell you what, there's a lot of people that didn't look like they were very rusty. No. Now, I know, you, I know you're going to say it's you can sit there and you can chip, and if you own a big piece of land, they can get out there and they can drive and do that. But Justin Rose and Harold Varner the third seven under I mean this is a stacked field they got yeah uh the top five players in the the top five ranked players and eight out of the top 10 are there I love it I mean just to see them scripting and ripping and saying let's go let's get this done they actually expanded the field it was supposed to be 122 they put it up to 143 players no tiger no phil that's okay but that's okay that's all right yep here's the thing I don't think that it's about them like being able to sit around and chip. I'm pretty, I'm quite sure these guys run golf courses every day during the quarantine. Like yeah. either they probably live on one or they live close enough to one where they have a vested interest in that golf course. And I'm sure they just showed up and, and, and played. Maybe not, maybe they followed the rules, but you know what? Golf is one of those few sports that like can happen in a quarantine world because you don't have to be near anybody. Right. You can, you can six feet of distance is pretty much, the, the the least amount of space you spend near near somebody when you're playing golf so like that totally makes sense and and since they're not driving carts there's no reason to be next to anybody i but i was gonna say think about this if you and i play you like to shoot your ball that way my ball recently has been going that way we're not going to see each other if we play right. golf together right, right. now no totally we're not gonna exactly there. exactly so yep. i'm happy yep a lot of big names in the top 10 too at this point i mean i know yep. it's just the first round and just getting started but like you said it's a stacked field you got a bunch of big names. And, again, as we talked about last in the last episode, if we can get to Sunday and you've got the last couple of pairs just be kind of monster names, it's going to be a great way for golf to return. Yep. And if they're doing things like having Ricky Fowler mic'd up the whole time, I'm here for that content. Yeah. Now, I don't know if it's, P, it's, if it's going to stay PG rated, but you, I guess you got to when, when you're a professional golfer. But, like, I'm here for that content all day, every day. I am too. All right, next up on the, on the docket, the University of Southern California, and I have some feelings on, on this organization or on this university. Yeah. They ended their disassociation with Reggie Bush and O.J. Mayo. Now- 10 uh, years you, to the day. Right, well, the thing is the sanctions require, the NCAA requires you to, to do at least 10 years. You have to go 10 years when these sanctions are levied. So the moment they could, they could and their disassociation they did again both of these guys took improper proper benefits improper benefits i mean uh, we, we, i'll have something to say about that as well i think we both are probably going to be on the same point of view here but, but go for it tell me what you think oh no i was gonna say i mean you call them improper benefits but you have the ncaa you have these universities making money off these athletes i'm a proponent to paying these athletes because they're making so much money for the NCAA and the university that, yeah, of course they're going to take some benefits. Like, well, I will- and here's the thing. Reggie Bush is considered by most to be, or by a lot, the best college football player to ever play the game. Uh, yeah. He was absolutely banana land in his time at, at, at USC. And OJ Mayo, I could be wrong, 
But my guess is if he could have, he would have just gone to the pros out of the out of. Yeah, he, so he was the he was the highest ever drafted player out of USC. So that's something big for him. I mean, kind of put him back on the map a little bit. I mean, USC never been has never been a, a basketball powerhouse, but that year that he was spent with them, they they were good. They he he carried them to. I'm not exactly sure how far they went, but I know they they made a run mm-hmm. in the um, Pac-12 because it was Pac-12 then, right? It might have been Pac-10. It's Pac-12 now. It don't matter. It's all good. Yeah. Don't even sweat it. Yeah. Here's my thing, though. USC, they are some cheating motherfuckers, all right? They don't care whether it's Reggie Bush, whether it's O.J. Mayo, or like we saw a year ago, with this varsity blues college admission scandal mm. where USC was getting hemmed up in their athletic department because their associate athletic director was getting paid huge chunks of money to accept kids as athletes in sports that those kids had never played in. Big surprise that this happened at USC, Doc. Big surprise. They are cheaters. Now, I'm all for, for athletes getting paid. Like, and I, and I believe now the NCAA has said that, that uh, players can make money off their likeness, right? Yep. I am all for them getting paid. They, yes, people, people like myself have said in the past, well, they're getting a free education. They should be happy with that. That's some bullshit. Yeah. These folks are making millions of dollars for these colleges and universities. They're making millions of dollars for these old white men who run the NCAA. They are making all this money for folks. And people are like, well, that $250,000 education you got really came in handy. Really? Get the fuck out of here. USC, you cheat. NCAA, you suck. Let the players get paid. I'm glad glad Reggie Bush and and, and OJ Mayo are back in the good graces of USC. I think Reggie's – I think they're both probably pretty happy because obviously they went there for a purpose. Again, Reggie Bush isn't Reggie Bush without USC. Yep. Um, and he was such a dynamic player and so good, and they were so dominant. And, and, and same goes for O.J. Mayo. He needed a place. He went, to, he went to Southern California, did well for a year, went to the NBA, had a good career. But I'm glad, I'm glad they're back at USC, but USC is a clown show. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Listen, no, here's the thing. Not, you, you get to have your opinion. You're not – No, and here's the thing. With, with – when you factor in that college admission scandal where this, this associate athletic director was le- legit collecting hundreds of thousands of dollars to slide people in on the low, like big surprise that Reggie Bush was getting improper benefits. Big surprise. that I mean, oh, and Reggie Bush was kind of ridiculous. Like his parents were living in like a brand new house. There was tons of money and like, you know what? Good for them. Cause you know what? It turned out pretty well. He was still what the number two pick in the draft. So it's not like it hurt him. Right. Nope. But like big surprise that something like that was happening at USC. Well, I mean, we can be, we can say big surprise at USC, but it happens everywhere. Right. You just got to get caught. Right. All right. (laughs) On to the NBA. Last week, we talked about the fact that we were going to dig into the NBA teams that are coming back or coming into Orlando in the near future. Um, We're going to tackle the the Eastern Conference tonight, and we'll get to the Western Conference the next time we get together. Um, But let's start with kind of what the NBA plan is. So, so D kind of scope out how the NBA plans to attack the return to basketball. So they are going to have the 22 teams that are still in the playoff race. So, right, so 13 West, 9 East. It's 13 West, 9 East. So it's 
the top eight from each division already mm -hmm. and then whatever teams are within six games of the eighth seed make it so that's why there's only nine teams from the east and there's 13 on the west because it's there's more teams that have a chance to still make a run yep. they're gonna play eight games to kind of get ready finalize seeding that type of things let the see if the nine seed can catch the eight seed or whatever happens or see if there can be any movement in the two and three and all those other spots um and then if they're – and I could not find it, but the play-in game is if they are within a half game, I think it is, mm -hmm. they are going to have a play-in tournament where if the ninth seed is within that range, yep. they'll play it to see who becomes the eighth seed. So that's yep. what the thought is. So what's going to happen is in the first 53 days after July 31st, 14 of the 22 teams will be done. And then 14 days later, another, there will only be four teams left. So we're talking, that's going to go pretty quick. It's a lot of basketball. That is a lot of basketball. So there's also been talk that players are meeting, having conference calls and saying that they're not sure if they want to come back. They have, you know, the bubble doesn't seem right. I just read a story today. Carmelo Anthony hasn't made up his mind yet, but it's not because he doesn't want to it's because he hasn't heard the whole plan and he said he's not gonna commit until that happens which i think makes sense yeah so they, they've created a, a rule or um policy that if a player doesn't come back a team can substitute them so they can sign anyone that who played in the nba or the g league this season okay so some of the big names that are out there demarcus cousins isaiah Is he healthy uh, huh is he healthy? He might be. I'm just throwing well, names. Are you saying big names? Are you saying because he's a big guy? Or, or no, I'm saying because that's that's a name that could help. If he's healthy, then he can help. Mm -hmm. They won't sign him if he's not healthy, right? Right. So I'm just telling you the names that are out there. I'm just here. Yeah, yeah. Keep going. Right. Isaiah Thomas is he good anymore? J.R. Smith, Jamal Crawford, who is money? Well, that's the one that makes no sense. I don't know how that guy's not on a team, but yeah. And Nate Robinson. So you mentioned one guy who can actually still play basketball. Um, fair. I, I mean, don't know if that's Listen, fair. Jamal Crawford could help a team. Yes. I think DeMarcus Cousins could give a team 10 DeMarcus minutes. DeMarcus Cousins, if healthy. I mean, that's the thing. If he's healthy. Mm -hmm. Isaiah Thomas, I mean, I love, I love, I love IT. Like, I love yeah, that guy. he did a lot for like, Boston. What's up? I said he did a lot for Boston. He did a lot for Boston, but there was and and I and I shouted this from the rooftops, and it was probably super mean, but like whatever. But like, they were never going to go, they were never going to win a finals with it. I mean, and not just because he was a five seven guard who was getting the crap kicked out of him, but also like he was like the most, like the biggest defensive liability like I've ever watched. And I've seen a lot of people be really bad at defense, but like it wasn't just that he was bad; it was just like. Teams would abuse him. I mean, if they if they were able to get a switch on him and get somebody who's like six ten on him, right. And now I'm going into a rabbit hole. And I want to bounce out because there's a couple of things I want to mention to what you said. And so that's all like super exciting. It's going to be a well, lot. The last thing I want to say right now, there are eight teams: Denver, Clippers, uh, Memphis, Oklahoma City, Phoenix, Portland, Sacramento, and San Antonio, all in the West, that have an open spot. That one of those players or anyone from the uh, from the G League or that's a free agent right now can sign with them. So but I think you know, and I wonder, I wonder because they've expanded rosters, like it, it might just be a case where they they feel more comfortable with the guys they've had in their own G League, like their own guys, right? Yeah. Um, 
But here's a couple other things to, to throw yeah. at you. So 16-day sure. regular season, so they're going to play eight games in 16 days. They're going to have five to six games a day. On, I'm trying to do the math on that. How are they going to play eight games a team in 16 days? Five to six games a day. Yeah. On three courts with four hours. So they are literally going to be playing nonstop. No, I, I understand that. But how is one team going to play? Eight? So I guess I guess, so they'll play every other day, basically. Pretty much. And it did okay. say I think they'll have to play one back-to-back. Every team will play one back-to-back. But that's not actually bad because they're not traveling. They don't have to travel across no. the country. Game, so but it's I, not that awful. And I've said this to you. This is going to be some shitty basketball. This is going to be some bad basketball. I not only are these are. folks – Sure, maybe they've been shooting around, but as we learned in the in the ho- game of horse, not everybody has an indoor court, yeah. right? So, yes, these folks have been working out. Now they're back at the gym. That's great. Have they played any? I mean, I'm sure they That's- have because, you know, like people are going to break rules, but, like, how much five-on-five five is going on right now? Right. I, I, not I, legally. My guess is your superstars are going to be just fine. And I, I, don't, know, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I uh, honestly. I think. I think you're LeBron. I think, I think you're Russell Westbrooks, and James Harden's will be fine because they'll just take over and just go. But the I think. I think you're going to see shooting percentages way down. You're going to like. You say LeBron's going to be fine if LeBron takes it to the hoop. But I think his threes are going to be god awful. Why would it? I, mean, I don't think he needs to shoot threes this. Yeah, but he's going. He listen. Here. Here's why. These folks are going to be tired. D. They're going to play potentially a, a, a shit ton of games in a very short period of time. Yeah. And, yes, everything's right there on top of you, but, like, these guys aren't used to playing every other day. Yeah. They're not used to and, – and, and, again, so what they're going to do is they're going to go deeper into the roster. And you think those guys, roster numbers 15, 16, and 17, aren't going to be chucking up shots and looking at a hot mess? Oh, no, see, them, I agree be, with – that's what I'm saying is I think you're, you're – players that have been playing are going to be just fine. Meaning like, like I said, your LeBron's, even your Tatum's, your Jalen Brown, Kemba, they're going to be fine. But once you get past maybe eight, nine on the depth chart, yes, I think someone who's not going to, who doesn't normally take shots in a game is going to come out and try to be a champion to not only win for their team, but try and make a name for themselves going for next year. Speaking of let's talk how they were like, let's, we're going to start one month after this season starts or this season ends. Oh, like, ne- the next season? Yeah, for next season. They well, I mean, they're, they're ba- this is basically, I mean, this is basically a training camp. It's, this is going to be, I just, I, I'm, I'm really excited that basketball is coming back. I think it's going to be very painful to watch, especially, I, like, like, I can't wait for the NBA finals, but I think the finals are going to be like, 88 to 73. Or it's going to be like 150 to 140 because no one's going to play defense and they're just going to run up and down the court and take layups. I just just think folks are going to be tired. The first 16 days, those eight games, I think, yes, those are going to be miserable. I think as it progresses, it'll be fine. Maybe come. They're basically going to play every other day for the next, what, three months? Yep. They don't do that on a regular basis. Right. And, and like, I did, I just, I want to believe that they have all been working out, but I feel like some people are going to come back looking like big baby. 
<laughs> what was wrong with him? He had a killer. I, listen, man, like I was watching the 2010 game seven against the Lakers NBA finals. The, the one that Perk, Perk went down in game six and, yep. and, and, and the Lakers won game seven and big babies on a team. And like, he had like kind of a, like a badass first half. And I was just like, I totally forgot about big baby and like how absolutely ridiculous he was. And like how in, in like one moment he could be like a special player in the next minute, he's like chucking it out of bounds and blaming the person that he just threw it over their head and being like, like, why didn't, why didn't you jump five feet and catch the ball? <laughs> but like, of course, like looking so confused because he always looked confused. He did, you know. All right. So let's talk about this, this, this Eastern conference. So give me, Give me your teams that you think are well positioned to to do well here. All right. So I so right now we're looking at Washington being the nine seed. Right. So let's actually let's get let's get the team. So we got you, want the, you got so you got Milwaukee in the one, Toronto in two, Boston, Miami in the three four. So then the away teams would be Indiana Pacers, Philadelphia Sixers, Brooklyn Nets. Orlando Magic, and then on the outside, five and a half games in, barely making the six-game um, six line, um, the Washington Wizards. I think you're going to see Washington not make the playoffs. I think that Milwaukee is going to stay the number one. Toronto's not picking six and a half games up in eight games. No, they're chill. Well, tell me how Toronto – is a two seed. They're still really good. They've got a lot of good players on that team. They got Lowry, and they have uh, the guy's name I can't even pronounce. It's it's Seikum, Seikum. Seikum, yeah. He's turned into an absolute stud. Van Fleet yes. has kind of come up, come of age. And they, then they got Marcus Gasol. And they got a couple of role players. And, again, they're down Kawhi Leonard, right, obviously. Yep. But they know how to win, right? They're talented and – Again, the Eastern Conference, as we can tell by the, the number of teams that are in this 22 playoff format, the, the East is kind of weak, right? Yeah. I mean, let, let's be clear. The Bucks could potentially come out, win their first two games, and then just be like, you know, we're just going to sit our starters. Now, I don't right. think they'll do that, but, like, they, they probably will say, that. like, hey, you guys get about 20 minutes a game, and then – Yeah, that would make you know. more sense. Um, and Boston, did you see Taco Fall hitting threes? No, I don't. I'm not. I haven't, and I don't want to get too excited. So let's not talk about it right now. Because no, oh, he's hitting. He's step back threes. They're working on him to get those. I mean, <laughs> so does that mean they're going to sign him? I mean, he, he'll. I assume he'll be part of the 17 man roster. Part of the 17, right? I mean, he probably won't get any time. Which I'm well, but again, like you think about, like if you know, you think about if they if they were in a, a semifinal matchup with the the Raptors, and every time Paul Gasol was in there, they wanted to bring in Taco, like. He, he's going to provide the opportunity to, to match up with people, people like that, people like the, uh, the Lopez boy that, that plays for the box, people like Marcus Saul, yeah. uh, Joel Embiid, like guys like that. Again, these are all like probably better athletes than Taco, but like he's also just going to be really weird to play against for those guys. And if he can slow those guys down a little bit, not a bad thing. Yeah. So I think your, your top three seeds are going to stay. Pretty much the way they are. Milwaukee, Toronto, Boston. I don't think you're going to see too much movement. And then you have a whole other group of Miami, Indiana, and Philly. They're all within two games of each other. So, 
I think those three could move around a lot. I see. I think the Heat are solid. My yep. thing about the Pacers is Oladipo's only played 13 games this season. And he was just coming back. Yep. Now he's got this long layoff. How is he going to look? And, again, I know I've talked about, like, the NBA being, like, kind of crappy coming back. But, like, this is a guy who's just getting himself back to, like, health after that awful injury. And so, yep. like, I, I, think, I think he slips a little bit. I think Philly jumps up a little bit. Um, I think the Nets are going to be awful. I mean, if Kyrie isn't playing – and yeah. obviously Durant's not playing. Um, I mean, maybe those guys step up like they did last year and kind of show out, but like. Well, Brooklyn, Brooklyn's seven and a half back. I'm sorry, eight and a half back of the 60s. So they're not moving into the, to that three area. Right. So, I mean, I could see Philly and Miami fighting it out for that four seed and Indiana dropping down to the six seed. My hot take is that the next Nets don't make the playoffs. Really? You think they're going to lose all eight games? That's what it's going to take. Washington is going to have to win all – is going to have to beat them by six games – or six and a half games. Listen, that's my hot take. That's all it is. I just – I think the Nets are not going to do well. And, again, don't get me wrong. They've still got players. They got Dinwiddie. They got Levert. They got bodies. They can go. But, like – I just think, like, you know, they're going to come out. I, I just have a feeling they're going to come out flat. I could see there's, there's my, in my mind, you know, there's, there's an opportunity for them to grab a better draft pick that they could use in trade. Again, I, it probably doesn't happen that way. But, like, for the Wizards, they get a number one draft pick, draft pick back next year with John Wall, right? Yep. They get – they're and, – and, and, and I love Bradley Beal. I think that guy can straight go. I don't know. I, I'm 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 all in on the Wizards jumping jumping the Nets. I think the Magic nice. and, Net and Wizards move up and the Nets drop out. That's my thing. That's cool. I what so, I hope happens is, and I think we were talking about this beforehand, um, that something happens where the Celtics don't have to play Philly. Well, I mean, if if this stays the way it is, Celtics go Philly, Toronto, Milwaukee, most likely. Like that's rough. And so then, wait a minute. Do you, you got these numbers in front of you? How many games behind the Raptors are the Celtics? Three. So they can catch them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess it depends on. I mean, the, let's see. They're, they're probably going to play them, right? Are they just going to play only in the Eastern Conference? The because that would make. I don't sense. know. That's a good question. I don't think that they'll be able to just play the Eastern Conference because the Western Conference has more teams. Yeah. Um, so I think it's going to have to be some combination of, of so I was going to say of, it would be perfect to make sense. Uh, it would perfectly make sense um, that they would play the East because you're, you're looking at nine teams. You can play eight games. You play everyone once. So around yeah, but then Robin, what do you do about the West Coast? Right. So I wonder. I, yeah, that's a good question. I'm not sure about that. But then I also heard that they're going to go off of win percentage. So that could, you know, a half game here and there could really change things. So it, it, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, they, need, they need a first-round matchup against, like, the Pacers. Magic, which isn't going to ha- – I mean, that's, that's a far-off thing. But, like, they need something like that. They need a – you know, even, even – yeah, they just I mean, need, they they need, need something. It. They can beat Philly, but – Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just – it's, it's going to come down to who – 
gets the team chemistry back quickly. Well, and part of me also thinks like the Celtics are young. And so maybe those legs stand out, uh, stand up a little longer. Maybe, maybe the Raptors with Lowry and, and Gasol just stumble out of the gate and don't get there. You know, the Bucks are one of the oldest teams in the league. Maybe they, and maybe because they're spending so much time on the bench because they're so far ahead, like they get into that first round matchup and they get taken to seven games. Who knows, right? Like that's the, you know, as I, I joke about like it being crappy basketball, but like the interesting thing about this is that it's really going to be like a sprint to the finish line. Like, we often joke that it's like not a sprint; it's a it's a it's a it's a long race, right? Um, but this is a sprint. Like this is going to be like it's going to be whatever team gets hot, right? Like it's going to be whatever team in those eight games that they play find that chemistry, like you said, get the right rotations, figure out when to put in those those fifteen, sixteen, seventeen guys when you need them, you know, and and then also like give rest to those guys in those moments where you where you have the ability to. That's really what's going to matter most. Like, it's going to be really interesting to see, like, if a team gets down it by 20 points in the second quarter, do they just say, like, you know, screw it. We're just going to go with players 12 through 18 for the rest of the game because, like, it's not worth trying to get back in this game right? because this one game isn't going to matter that much, right? Yeah, I mean, you might say that for, like, Washington might want to keep playing their starters to come back. But, yeah, I think if you're Milwaukee or you know, even if you're a top six, probably – you're probably right, gonna... but I mean, I think that what's going to happen is you're going to see a lot of teams go really hard out the gate to try and get those first to get a couple of wins right off the bat, yep. so that they can have a pretty clear picture of like worst case scenarios. Like I, you know, if the Celtics win the first three games, they're pretty much putting themselves in a situation to be locked in at, at that three seed, maybe a two seed if they right. if they can bump Toronto. So like again, that's what I mean. Like you know, you have a bad start to a game and you get down early, you might just be like, let these guys run and and you know we'll save our starters' legs because we're going to need them in the playoffs because the reality is at this point, like you're not looking like a month or two months down the road for the playoffs. You're literally looking like a couple of weeks. It's just like right beyond the horizon. Yep. Um, and you're going to need those legs. So this is not an official prediction. This is if everything was to go right now with the way rosters finish, and this is the exact roster we're going to have going into the playoffs. And they started right the second. Yeah. Who goes to the finals? Celtics. Celtics? Of course. I, I'm not I picking anyone else. I have, I have Milwaukee. Right now, I would say Milwaukee is going to be. What are you wearing that shirt for? You got to pick Milwaukee. Because I'm picking it as not as a fan. That's what, that's what we're here for, not to pick it as a fan. So, so you're telling me that if we're, if we're talking about the NFL playoffs and the Packers are in the playoffs, you're going to be like, no, they're not, they're, not, they're not going to Super Bowl. I picked San Francisco to win that game. Shut the fuck. Get out of here. Don't Get tell me out of here. No, I do that. I'm honest. It's crazy. The Celtics are, are the number three seed. They've got a legitimate chance to get to the finals, and you want to pick the Bucs? I, I don't want to pick the Bucs. I said – Don't pick the Bucs. Maybe, maybe things will change by then. Pick the Celtics. July – so it would be August so six, August 15th or 14th, whatever podcast that is. Yeah. That's when we'll have the official predictions for the you – know, I can tell you my prediction is going to be that day. It's going to be the Celtics. Well, what if Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown go down in – The Celtics. <laughs> in four games over whatever team makes the NBA Finals. Wow. Okay. I'm here for it. Here's what I'll say. The Celtics are just as talented as just about every team in this league. They're younger – than a team like the Bucs, and the Bucs have kind of had their number. But, again, this is going to be a wild ride. 
Mm-hmm. I do think you'll see some upsets in the early rounds because I do think a team that gets their, their you know, if Oladipo comes out and he's putting up 30 a game and, and he's back to his old self, they could run, they could run somebody right out of the building. Right. Right. You know, if, if, if Philly comes back and, and Bede's playing at the MVP form that he, he can play at and Ben Simmons is able to do the things that he can do, then they could easily be an Eastern Conference final team. Right. right. And, and, you know, we've obviously talked about the Bucks and everything that they can do. But, like, that's the thing. Like, this is going to be one of those things where, like, you know, I'm just thinking about the West, the West Coast. Like, if Portland comes back and they get their stuff together with all the talent they have, if Zion comes back and just starts – just decides he's just going to start dominating teams. Yeah. I mean, I could see – again, like, you were talking about some of these players coming back and just dominating. Like, I could see a team like Houston struggling because, like – they, if they're missing, if they're off and they're taking a lot of threes and taking a lot of shots and Westbrook isn't able to get to the lane as much, like that's a team that all of a sudden could, could struggle. Now I don't think that they necessarily will, but like, I just think it's going to be interesting if they're playing a team that comes in and is hot and has all the confidence in the world, it could be quick because you're not going to have the time to recover. Yeah. And we'll talk about the Western conference next time. So we can get into, you know, who they might play and whoever you think might play the bucks in the finals. Right, maybe. As of six eleven, June eleventh, that's who I think. I want to see the play. I want to see the games play, because I'm being objective here, and that's what my job is. No, I'm not. I'm not here for that. I'm a goddamn fan. That's what I am. Feed me the Fair Celtics. Enough. Celtics in four without Tatum or Brown. I don't even know. Hayward for MVP. Let's go. Give me that. Well, obviously, that's what I want. We're supposed to be objective. I'm, I, who says we have to be objective? Who said that? What rules were laid out before we did this? All right. All right. So I, I, I was thinking about something as we were going through, our, uh, going through this, and I want to get your thoughts on NASCAR. Bubba Wallace decking out his car in the Black Lives Matter, really throwing it, in, uh, throwing it out there for a, a – a fan base that might not be there for that. Well, so they the, the NASCAR has come out and said that they're removing all Confederate flags and all yep. of that. And there's at least one driver who has quit NASCAR because of this. Yeah, I want to say his name is Rick. It's Chicharillo. Something don't, like don't matter. That. He's he's don't, yeah. Don't need to know your name. He's literally a nobody now because of well, that. Okay, he's been in 32 races. He's won none. You you have these, and I don't even. Here you are with these guys. I don't even. Stats. I don't even know if he has actually been in a top five. I mean, here's the thing. Like, and he says it's not even because of that. It's not even because it's the Confederate flag. It's just because you're taking away rights of people to have the Confederate flag. So he's trying to make himself not look racist by supporting people that want to be racist. But he is racist. So I don't we'll know. Just if go ahead and do that. They, they said that the Mansville race that they showed last night was the highest rated race and it was higher than last year's. And this was with all the crazy, you know, with removing the Confederate flags, with Bubba Wallace coming out and wearing his Black Lives Matter shirt and his, his uh, mask and doing the car. I think it's going to be crazy. I love it. I, listen, man, NASCAR folks are a different breed. Yep. You know, 
they're going to show up no matter what. Um, taking the Confederate flag away isn't going to stop them from smashing bush lights and, and, and partying like a rock star. So, like, I'm glad that Bubba Wallace did that. Like, let's bring more attention to this movement. We need to bring more attention to this movement. Those folks in the NASCAR world and those fans of NASCAR who decide to distance themselves from NASCAR because NASCAR did a really smart and, and actually, like, good thing. Um, yeah. Bye. Like, bye. goodbye. Like, go. what are you going to do now? Like, go be racist in something else? Like, that, that's the thing. Like, th- those, those people that do, do step away from the sport and do, you know, fuss about them doing this, like, we're literally, I mean, it's it, not to get too deep into it, but it's, it's so eerily similar to like the like Kaepernick kneeling thing. Like, yes. what are we talking about? Like we're, we're literally just having a conversation about like doing the right thing. And people are like, we'll stop. Don't tell me what I can and can't do, which <laughs> we can have a whole po- podcast about that. And I'm not here for it right now. No, but, I like, agree. Shout out to NASCAR for doing that. It's long overdue. Um, again, it's moments like this that you realize that all the protesting and all the loud voices and all the people coming to the table, that the change is happening, however slow it may be, but things like this represent the fact that people are paying attention and they're starting to have those conversations and that change is happening. Agreed. I love it. All right, man. That's it on episode 18. Next time we'll hit the Western conference. You'll pick some busted ass team to make the finals against the the Bucks. And we'll go from there. All right, no um, doubt. Any parting shots for the people out there, man? The only thing I got is, hey, man, 19 states, coronavirus cases are already rising after being closed down. Wear your fucking mask, socially distant. I'm not <laughs> laughing at coronavirus. I'm laughing at these clowns that thought it wasn't going to come but get them. Get your shit together, please. And by, let's be clear. All, all of those states in the South that didn't take this stuff seriously, put a mask on. Stay away from people for two weeks, three weeks, a month, and then we can get we we can get moving in the right direction. Let's come on, put them on. All right, y'all. Later. All right, peace.